This call is now being recorded. All right, here we go. Uh, good morning, Cloud Trucks. My name is Umer, and I am here with Jessica from Cloud Trucks, and then Curtis, one of our owner operators. Curtis has actually been with us since uh, late 2020. He was onboarded on, and he's had great success with Cloud Trucks. I'm actually going to go ahead and pass it over to Jessica, who has some more insight on Curtis, and we can jump into our conversation for today. Thanks, Amir. Um, yeah, so my name is Jessica Johns. I'm on the customer success team here at Cloud Trucks. If you aren't too familiar with our team yet, um, we work with fleet owners one-on-one to help you reach your business goals. Um, we understand drivers come to Cloud Trucks with several goals, ranging from you know either certain hitting a certain financial income per month. Um, or just spending time more time at home with families. Um, so we've also learned that there can be a pretty steep learning curve for drivers coming on board. And as our product it involves new technology um, and oftentimes being an entrepreneur for the first time, um, something we're really looking to do is help, you know, provide some resources to this. And we're excited um, in partnership with, you know, myself and Umer, we're really excited to be launching um, a podcast where we'll be featuring some of our inspiring success stories. Um, yeah, so to start, I'm here interviewing Curtis Rode, who's had his most successful year in business since coming to Cloud Trucks. In this past season alone, he's doubled his personal income. So great job, Curtis. Um, we're going to deep dive into how he managed to achieve these goals and how he is adjusting the current market conditions. So to kick things off, Curtis um, would love to hear, you know, a little bit about um, your experience is coming to Cloud Trucks. Um, what brought you here? And yeah, just just to learn a little bit about you. Well, uh, whenever Cloud Trucks approached me, I was driving Uber and Lyft, and uh, I got to talk to David. Wonderful conversations with him about Cloud Trucks and where they're going and the wonderful things that they're doing. And so I decided to just put my foot in the water and kind of see how it worked. And uh, I ended up jumping in the deep end and uh, very happy with the success that I've had. Yeah, it's been really amazing to see. Um, and, yeah, really, really amazing. And, and with that, um, would love to hear, you know, from you. You've, you've been new to Cloud Trucks um, and you've really thrived here. What tips do you have for new drivers starting out at Cloud Trucks? Well, uh, first of all, use the resources available to you. Uh, Cloud Trucks has a lot of resources available. They're very willing to uh, take the time to help you understand how things work and what things work and what you need to do to make the best effort or the best results possible. So uh, that would be my uh, primary uh, recommendations. That's great. Um, what resources specifically, would love to hear a little bit about what resources you found to be the most um, beneficial in your experience? Well, the uh, support team's been like the best possible resource, but they have other resources too. Uh, I got my truck through a down payment assistance program through Cloud Trucks. Uh, I rented my original truck that I started out with Cloud Trucks with uh, through Coop, which was a Cloud Trucks associate, associated uh, business partner. Um, I'm renting my trailer now through ExtraLease, uh, which is a Cloud Trucks program for getting a trailer. So uh, there's lots of different resources out there for uh, the new driver, uh, owner-operator, entrepreneur. So I would just recommend that they uh, ask questions. Ask questions of the support team and see what's available. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Um, what it, in terms of coming on board um it sounds like you you were very resourceful and that's helped you um i know there's there are a lot of um tools when it comes to down payment assistance um and and really the road to independence overall and helping drivers who haven't been able to secure a vehicle for a number of reasons we know it's 
really difficult um, to do that. It's very expensive. And so um, we do try to provide that as- assistance. So I'm glad you've been able to benefit from that. Um, but in terms of, you know, coming here, um, what would you say has been the biggest learning curve from you for for you um, in that transition? And how did you overcome that? Well, I had tried to do owner-operator before, and uh, one of the things that I ran into was uh, I was still being dispatched. Um, so whenever I came over to Cloud Trucks, it was strange to not be dispatched or to basically dispatch yourself. So uh, dispatching myself, learning how to talk to the different brokers, uh, learning what information I really do need to make good decisions, uh, and there again, I went to the support team, and I asked them for help. They actually uh, let me sit in on a, you know, conversations that they had booking my loads between them and the brokers, and helped me to uh, establish those relationships. So uh, that's kind of how I overcame it because. I went to the support team and used the the resources available to me at Cloud Trucks. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so for, I mean, just going back to, you know, how well you've done here, um, again, you've increased your income by what, 66% um, in recent months. What income goals did you initially have set coming to Cloud Trucks? Was that something that you really set out to do? Um, did you initially expect to grow that much in your first year? Oh, no, not at all. And this, the 66% is my gross income, so my personal income went up by a great amount more than that uh, because um, my cost didn't increase with my increased income. So that's really helped me out. Um I was wanting to touch on something else. Yeah, no worries. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just did you initially expect to be able to grow your income that much um, when making that transition? Oh, absolutely not. Um, I, I initially came on with the expectation that I would gross about five thousand a week, and with the five thousand a week, then I could take home a fairly decent chunk, not a great big chunk, about 25% of that. Mm -hmm. So that was my initial goal. Um, Then as I got to running and being consistent in in my runs, my goal was to average about 6,000 a week. And now it's up to about 10,000. And I found that the, the transition is based on the fact that we are in a service industry and I'm providing additional services uh, to be able to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's such a amazing story to hear. Um, like, it really, really is. I think all of us are like, wow, you know, maybe we should go all be truck drivers. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Curtis. You're inspiring us all. Um, would you so so on that note, you know, I think I, I can just imagine so many drivers listening and thinking that that it seems so so difficult to get there. You know, sometimes you hear stories and you think, Oh, well that person could manage it, but but can that work for me? What would you say or, or what tips would you have for drivers who hear that number, you know, in terms of your income and think, wow, I want to reach that too, um, but just aren't really sure, you know, where to start or if they can? Well, uh, this is actually the second, and I call them niches. This is the second niche that I have found with Cloud Trucks. Uh, the first niche was a dedicated for General Motors, and I was home every day, and that was great. Uh, then this is another niche, and I find that because I'm willing and flexible to uh, provide different services, that I'm able to fit into different niches well. And as long as you're willing to 
give the service and you're able to give the service, then you will eventually find a niche that fits uh, you. So I think it's just according to the individual. Um, they say that uh, luck is 99% preparation. So uh, just, you know, provide the service, be consistent in providing the service, and keep your ear to the ground and listen for different opportunities. Yeah. And and when you mean finding your niche, um, can you talk a little bit more about that and how, you know, you found yours or, or a little bit more about what that means? Well, actually, I was at a fuel station one day, and another cloud truck driver come up, and he said, hey, you're driving the cloud truck, the cloud truck's truck over there, right? And it's like, yeah, and he's like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm come aboard, and uh, I'm in this niche, and basically what it is is uh, it's called uh, pallet jack service, and it's uh, taking the pallets and tailgating them, uh, and that, uh, because not a lot of people want to do that, that's an extra service that I provide that allows uh, the company to get their product to where they need it to go because they don't have docks where we go. So, um, But if I was inflexible, that other driver coming to me and say, hey, you know, there's money here to be had, then I would have missed it. So you really need to be flexible and you really need to be willing to think along a different line than what you're traveling at this point uh, to be able to capture all of your different opportunities. Yeah. Well, thinking like an entrepreneur, um, that's a that's a great point. And I think, I mean, going back to that statement in general, right, shifting your mindset into thinking entrepreneurially, um, was that a big shift for you in terms of, you know, being fully um, taking ownership, right, of, of all the overhead costs, the taxes, and the new technology? Um, how did you kind of shift your mind in that direction? Uh, well, I find I have been entrepreneurial since I've been a teenager or was a teenager. Uh, so I've always thought, tried to think as an entrepreneur, even whenever I'm working for a paycheck. And I've always tried to provide service above and beyond. So whenever I got the chance to actually put it into place and get paid for it, um, it was a fairly easy shift for me, but mm -hmm. it is a different mindset, and it is a mindset that you can easily learn, and there's lots of people out there that are willing to help you, and uh, the support at Cloud Trucks is, is tremendous in helping to uh, make that mind shift. Uh, I've talked to several other uh, drivers, and they find that the support helps them to make that shift too. So it's important yeah. to have the framework. Yeah, nail down your resources and know where to go. That's great. Absolutely. Uh, and the, the, thing, the thing about Cloud Trucks is if they don't have the resources, they can probably tell you where to go look for resources. Definitely, so. definitely. That's something we do, we always try to encourage is the more that drivers can share if they're having challenges in any way, um, it allows us to understand where we can help, you know, pinpoint them. Um, if that's not communicated, you know, then um, it's hard to find that support. But like you found, you know, um, and we're excited, you know, on our end, we're continuing to look at how we can incorporate these resources, especially for new owner operators, or if you are somebody who desires to grow your fleet um, and add more drivers and become, you know, a larger entrepreneur in that sense, um, very excited to be able to at some point develop these 
um, resources along the way. Um, so they'll all be available at Cloud Trucks um, is a long-term goal. But for now, yes, that's something we really work to do is is pinpointing where we can find those resources so um, so it's accessible to everybody. And I'm glad you've been able to find that. One of the great resources that Cloud Trust has that I personally have just found out about is they have a Facebook group. And I'm sure if you have a question, there's somebody on that Facebook group that has either faced it, fixed it, uh, overcome it, uh, knows where to go to get more resources, something. And, you know, that's a great resource as well. Uh, go pick some of the other drivers' brains. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, too. Um, on the, on the entrepreneurial note, just to kind of, um, take it in another direction, something I really would love to press into, um, is navigating broker relationships. Was that a challenge for you coming to Cloud Trucks in terms of now? I know you mentioned you had been dispatched before. How did, what tips do you have for, um, drivers who may be dispatching themselves for the first time and are starting to navigate those broker relationships? Well, I've, I've had everything from brokers outright lie to me to get me to take a load to them not willing to pay anything at all. Uh, or, you know, essentially nothing where it costs me more money to run the load than it does to get what I get paid. Um, so you have to be somewhat careful with it. But at the same time, if you have a bad experience with a broker, uh, maybe let that roll off your back. Um, go on because most brokers are out there just like we are trying to make a dollar, uh, trying to take care of their customer, uh, trying to provide their service. And there again, if you find a broker that is service oriented, uh, they will help take care of you. Um, because that's how they make their money. Um, like I said, if, if and, and above all, be cordial, be pleasant. You know, if they lie to your face, just don't work with them again. Uh, let it roll off your back. Go on down the road because there's lots of brokers out there. Um, my broker that I deal with mostly now, uh, I have a personal personal friendship with. So we've actually developed a friendship outside of the uh, business. But, uh, yeah, he takes care of me, so I'm extremely happy with him. And it does take time. It takes time to find the brokers that you want to work with, and it takes time to get the ones that will actually take care of you. Uh, but it's well worth the time it takes to invest in it. Yeah, that's a great experience to hear about, too. Um, I know I've heard of, you know, some drivers, um, especially especially as you grow, you know, you really get acclimated and you start um, – getting comfortable with broker relations, being able to find specific brokers that you enjoy working with and establishing those long-term relationships. Um, I think, you know, I would love to hear and, and have our audience hear how how you have worked to establish those long-term relationships. Um, so for drivers who, who are hearing this and thinking, I would love to have that. I would love to have a broker that I can – um, go to that has the loads that I'm looking for, you know, if it, if they're more local or regional based and that's a preference, you know, how do you, how did you pinpoint those and what advice do you have? Uh, well, um, Cloud Trucks has a list. I don't know if they have a list precisely. Somewhere there's a list that Cloud Trucks has, uh, specific brokers with specific 
individuals with specific broker groups that they deal with. And if you ask your uh, fleet manager, they will help you to connect with those people, and then they will call you whenever they have loads that they need covered that you will fit the bill and that you might be in the right place for. Uh, I've had several brokers uh, that have in the past called me and offered me loads that were very good um, so that uh, they could get them covered because they knew that the service that I provided. But see, that's that comes back on your the driver's service record too. If you give them a bad taste in their mouth, they're not going to want to work with you either. So you have to be the grade A service, the the prime service that they want to have take care of their customers. So my recommendation is just uh, ask, you know, if you get a load from C.H. Robinson, ask, hey, what's our contact at C.H. Robinson? What's our contact at TQL? Uh, what's our contact at J.B. Hunt? You know, uh, so, you know, start with those brokers and talk to them, and then they will come back and they will help take care of you. I love that. Thank you for sharing about those resources. And I think that's really helpful, especially for some of our newer drivers who maybe don't know that those are available. Um, and yeah, we are always looking at adding more and more brokers. I know um, we just recently added Echo, so that is exciting. And that'll be in our newsletter this month. So um, yeah, stay tuned. And Curtis, you too. Hopefully you'll be able to benefit from some of those. Um, newer ones on the load board, but yeah, so uh, I hope so because my my niche market closes in about a month. Okay, well we'll get you um no yeah, let's get you, you know situated um with more more there. Right. Yeah, so um going further, you know, into load selection, what advice would you have um for owner operators starting off as power only. I know that it can be it can be tough. Um, so I think there's a lot of listeners who would appreciate some tips. It can be tough. Um, my primary well, it depends on what you want to accomplish with the power only. Uh, there's people that are power only. They love power only. They love the drop and hook aspect of it. They don't want to touch the freight. They want to pull in and drop the trailer, and that's great. But I've personally found that I'm out here to make the money, and there's good money in power only, but the real money is getting a trailer. Mm-hmm. And there again, Cloud Trucks has several different avenues of getting a trailer. Uh, you can go with Coop. Coop trailers are expensive, but your revenue increase because you have a trailer will more than pay for that expense. So I would recommend trying to get a trailer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely call uh, the support team. Let them know that you want a trailer. Uh, We get uh, trailers through extra lease about... Um, I think it's about once a month, and you get on a list, and that may take a couple months. Get a coop trailer in the meantime. Uh, coop has all kinds of trailers out there. At least they did the last time I was looking at them. Uh, if coop doesn't have it, go back and look again and again and again. And, and my recommendation would be to get a trailer. Uh, but if you're if you love power only, you love the drop and hook aspect of it, uh, have fun. Yeah. Enjoy because that is a, that is a great benefit and there's a lot of drivers that that's, that's what they want. So you have to decide what it is that you want and pursue that. Yeah. 
Yeah, right now I know um, just with shortages, our wait list time can be, you know, around six weeks or so. And so I think that's the toughest time, you know, in terms of of problem solving for that time. Um, And almost going back to you right now, you know, looking at it pivoting from your niche market um, for a lot of drivers are pivoting from having a trailer. And so um, a lot of those kind of problem solving skills, you know, um, would love to hear, you know, in terms of you, you know, how are you looking at adjusting to that pivot from your niche? Um, Just to circle back on that. Well, I will go back into the main OTR. Um, The Nice thing about my niche is it's off-season is only about two months long, so I'll only be out there for another, for two months, and if I'm not, you know, I'll go back to my $6,000 goal a week, and then whenever my niche market picks back up, then I'll be able, because I provide the services they're looking for, they're going to pick me back up and let me get back into that niche market. Yeah. So there's there's the thing. If you provide the service, they're going to want to keep you running as much as they can. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And, you know, if, if the cloud platform is wonderful if you use it. Um, some of the things that I use kind of on an off, I will put my information into the uh, – it's the search – not the search. The, I forget what they call it, where it plans out several loads in advance. And that will bring up some loads that I never really even thought about because it's not my area. It's not where I'm <laughs> going to be thought I would be, it's not, and then I have planned around those loads because they pay really well. So Are you that's referring one of the to cool the, things. Yeah, sorry. Are you referring to Schedule Optimizer? Yes, the Schedule Optimizer. I love that thing. I don't Good. use it for all my loads, but once in a while, you know, I use it whenever I whenever I get ready to you know, I'm looking for loads. I'll put my information in there and let it do a search. Sometimes it picks up a load that uh, it's not going exactly where you want to go, but it's going kind of sort of the same direction, and it pays much better, and it may be, you know, twice as far as what you were thinking you needed to deadhead, but the pays three times as much, so it's like, does it make sense to deadhead that far at that time? And yeah, the optimizer is great because it picks up just unusual loads, loads that you wouldn't be looking for normally. Yeah. And for dry, for. Um, yeah, so for drivers who don't know what Schedule Optimizer is, essentially, you know, is an automized, automized schedule that will take driver preferences um, and HOS guidelines and everything um, to help determine, you know, where you can potentially go next, um, you know, on your schedule. So if you're dropping off a load, you know, where is best for you to go next? The intention of it is to take time. Um, effort, you know, and overall uncertainty of having to search through um, and select loads and craft your own schedule so drivers can, you know, spend more of that time on the road. And so, yeah, just wanted to provide a little context there for those who um, may be listening and don't know um, what Schedule Optimizer is. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Curtis. I'm glad to hear, you know, that you've been utilizing that. Um, and we're always going to be imp- you know, looking at improving that tool as well, too. So more to come on that. Um, yeah, well, really, that's really. the nice thing about cloud trucks is they're always improving. They're always improving. If they can do it better, faster, uh, more consistently, that's 
that's their goal. So that's one of the great things about working with cloud trucks. Hmm. Yes, I can say that too. Um, and we're excited, you know, to be able to make that impact for you and that, you know, all of these tools are benefiting you. Um, that's really what we're here to achieve is making your life as an independent, you know, owner operator a little bit easier so you, you know, have the ability to succeed and you're not boggled down um, with with too much administrative um, work or, or overhead costs when it comes to, um, you know, just operating in itself. Cool. So um, I think you just provided a lot of great tips in terms of, you know, load selection and, and finding those partners um, to work with as far as brokers go, you know, tips on power only or or accessing a trailer. Um, and, and we're excited uh, to continue, you know, to grow our loads of trailers um, or our accessibility to them. So more to come on that soon. Um, but just to take a little bit of a pivot, um, would love to hear, you know, going more into what's going on in the current market. I know it's been a hot topic in the industry um, with fuel um, as well as, you know, just load rates overall. Um, how have you been determining which markets are hot and, in, and keeping your loads consistent? Uh, there again, because I'm in the niche, I probably don't do that as much as I used to. I uh, used to, I would um, look for the higher paying lanes and I would always try to get my backhaul uh, figured out before I book the loadout. So whether I had to go out and then I had to go someplace else and then you know, come back because I like to be home on a fairly regular basis. Um, I like to kind of plan a circle. So if I saw a load that was really good going out and then I go ahead and I put in, try and find the backhaul, and there's nothing coming back, that's kind of a red flag. Mm. It may be hot going out, but it, you're not going to get anything, so you're not going to be able to get a backhaul uh, that's worth anything. And with fuel reaching a dollar a mile uh, cost for most owner-operators, it's, it's very important to be able to um, realize, you know, where you're going to make your money and how you're going to make your money. Uh, one of the markets that is really uh, one of those one-way markets is Florida. Uh, you can get a load going into Florida that pays really well, but coming out of Florida, you're going to be, you know, North Georgia, Alabama, before you get a load that pays anything. Because everybody going into Florida is coming back out and they're having to deadhead. And it's miles and miles, and that's miles you have to pay for. So I tend not to go into Florida very often. Um, I do have other reasons I go into Florida, but it's not for the loads. Um, <laughs> yeah. Take a vacation. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, my sister lives down there. Oh, that's exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I get to I get to, you know, get paid to go visit my sister, so that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But uh like the northeast, if I go into the northeast, um I'm going to go south. I I just know that uh whenever I pit whenever I deliver in the northeast, uh I'm going to have to go south uh to get out. Uh very few westbound runs out of the northeast. So I'll end up going down to there again, the Carolinas with a load and then coming back to the Midwest. Uh the Midwest is pretty much my home, so Yeah. And how it 
you sound so like you've done your homework, you know, in this area. Um, did it take you a while to figure out all of these patterns in terms of, you know, what your route should be um, and how that affects your income as well as, you know, your personal life? And how long did it take you to really um, to develop those learnings? Uh, well, it took about a month. Um, the first load I took with Cloud Trucks, I went to uh, uh, Portland. I went to Portland with it. And I got on the phone with David. There wasn't anything coming back. I hadn't done my homework. Um, and David taught me a lot. Um, you know, uh, one of the tricks you can do is you can you can put in uh, origin and a destination into the app, and you can change how many miles around that origin and destination you want. Uh, another thing you can do is if you have a specific destination in mind, like going home, um, and you're in Washington or Oregon, maybe put in Salt Lake City instead of Portland. It's on the way, but it's not there, um, and see what's in Salt Lake City, and then you can see, well, maybe there's something going from Seattle to Salt Lake City. And David taught me a lot in how to uh, finagle the app so that the app will give you the loads that you need. And mm -hmm. that's been a very great uh, tool that I have been able to use. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to go sideways to get where you want to go. You can't go straight there. Uh -huh. And if you're willing, well, there again, if you're willing to be flexible, then it helps. Because if you're in Portland and, oh, the only place I want to go is Des Moines or Kansas City or Oklahoma City, and I'm not going to take any other loads going anyplace else, then that's kind of hard to find. But mm -hmm. if you're willing to go from Portland to Seattle with a load and then pick up another load in Seattle that goes to uh, Omaha and then pick up a load in Omaha that goes to Des Moines or even Deadhead at that point, you know, you're going to get there a lot faster. So it all has to do with your flexibility. You have to be flexible out here. You have to be willing to go in a different direction sometimes. Um, something on that, too, um, that I've found interesting in terms of um, the app and overall usage of it, um, it's, you know, great to point out, Curtis. I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard this before, but when you're looking at a mileage radius, if you are searching, you know, within 50 miles or so, um, the app is very, you know, it, it looks specifically at what you're searching for. So if you're, if you're searching for 50 miles, it won't show something that is 51 and above, where I know some other load boards will. Um, and oftentimes that can lead to confusion for drivers if um, they're wondering why, you know, why is this load on the dashboard and it's not on mine? Um, so I'm um, not sure if that's something you've experienced, but it just came to mind as you were you were speaking on that. Um, I haven't, but I have a tendency that whenever uh, the loads don't match my desires, uh, I tend to change the radii so that they get bigger and bigger, mm -hmm. or I switch to different cities or, I mean, you can search loads anywhere in the nation at any given time. So you don't have to limit yourself to just where I'm at. How far are you willing to travel for a good load? Not a mediocre load, not a cheap load, a good load. How far are you willing to travel for that? Are you willing to deadhead? and put the extra money into it so that you make more money. And that's one thing that with my niche, um, 
I deadhead half the time because my my loads are paying so well that if I took the time to get a backhaul, I would actually lose money mm-hmm. because the 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 it's a time factor. The more you can be under a higher paying load, the more money you make. Mm-hmm. So if you have to deadhead to get to the higher paying load, it should pay enough that it pays for the deadhead. Mm-hmm. But you can make more money deadheading further for the better loads. But there, and that's something that each individual owner operator is going to have to decide what they're comfortable with. Is there a specific, you know, when you're looking at um, mileage and all of that, you know, would love to hear a little bit more in terms of the numbers that you do look at, right? How do you measure these calculations? Um, and also, you know, segueing into fuel, right? So going into market conditions, we know that fuel overall, um, no secret to just the trucking industry, um, but across the nation right now, fuel is tough. And for truckers especially, um, you know, it's it's huge. It's a huge challenge. And so how have you been navigating that? You know, has that altered the way that you look at rates? Um, how have you, you know, dealt with the fuel costs? Um, and what practices have you developed that, you know, you might be able to share? Well, I've been lucky in a lot of different areas in that. I use uh, two or three different apps. Um, one of them is an app that gives me a discount on fuel. And it's great. Uh, the best thing about it, though, is it lets me know where the cheap fuel is. So I can look at the app. I can tell it, okay, I'm here and I'm going there. And it'll tell me where the different fuel stops are along my route that that work with the app and how much they are. So I can plan in advance where I'm going to stop and get fuel. Um, my truck has a little bit larger tanks on it, so I don't have to stop and get fuel as much. Um, so that helps out as well because whenever it's cheap, then I fill up and I spend the the money to fill up the tanks. And then whenever I get into the East Coast, I know that the East Coast and the West Coast are going to be more expensive. So I make sure that if I get a load going to the East Coast or the West Coast, it pays more. Um, so I do ask for more for, I mean, if it's going to cost me more, it's going to cost them more. Uh, If it doesn't, then you're losing money. Um, And I also keep track of my fuel economy. So I have an app that keeps track of my fuel economy, uh, when I fuel up, how much I fuel up. So I can know, okay, with this number of gallons, I can make it this far. And then whenever I get into the higher-priced states, um, coming back out, I may only buy enough fuel to get me to the cheap fuel stop. Uh, For example, uh, today I bought 50 gallons of fuel, and that'll get me to the cheap fuel stop that's 50 cents cheaper three Mm -hmm. states away. With the fuel I already had. I already had some fuel. So, But I only bought enough fuel at the next cheapest stop to get me to the next stop. So, and that has backfired on me a couple of times. I have ran out of fuel because I've been pushing mm-hmm. it a little close. So, yeah, you need to be careful with that. And that's one of the reasons you keep track of your your fuel mileage is because you know, okay, at this point I'm hauling 40,000 pounds and I'm only getting five miles a gallon. 
whereas tomorrow I may be hauling 15,000 pounds and I'm getting five and a half miles a gallon. You need to know that. So. Yeah. Just It sounds like just pay a lot of close attention to the numbers um, is the biggest kind of takeaway from there and on that side. Yeah, really interesting well, in terms it, of identifying. It helps whenever you know how much the cost is. Definitely. Well, that is one of the tricks of being an entrepreneur. Keep track of your costs. All of your costs. Know how much it costs you to run the truck. Yeah. I figure my truck costs me between three and four hundred dollars a day before it rolls a mile. When the clock ticks twelve oh one, you know, midnight oh one, that truck just cost me four hundred bucks. If I don't make four hundred bucks with it today, I'm going to have to come up with that four hundred bucks somewhere. Now, do you write? Do you document all of these expenses somewhere? Um. Or do you? I just do all of my. I do almost all of my transactions through the cloud truck card, which they say cash flow is king. And I love the fact that the cloud trucks has the instantaneous pay because that really helps whenever I go back through and I uh, look at my month's expenses and I categorize them into different categories, fuel expenses, insurance expenses, uh, cloud truck operating expenses, you know, then I then I know where all of my money's going. Yeah, I love that. And I saw that the app, the Cloud Trucks app, has started offering something similar to that, I believe, where you can categorize all of your expenses that you put out on the Cloud Trucks card. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot of new launches coming out in app. Um, finances are now pretty much all available in app, which has been really exciting. I know that's been a request um, for a while, um, and we're continuing to seek out, you know, throughout the rest of this year. Um, hopefully, you'll continue to see more improvements in terms of financial resources and the fintech side um, of our product. So. Yeah, glad that you've been able, you know, to benefit um, from that as well. You know, our goal is to help you know, make sure that drivers can focus on profitability, and that's something our data team is also looking at in terms of, you know, how can we uh, help drivers. I know on your end, you have taken it upon yourself to be able to calculate a lot of that, um, which is great, right? That is thinking like an entrepreneur. Um, but we are hoping to, you know, at some point be able to take some of that in-house, too, and, and take some of that off of your plate. So, um, yes, finances continues to grow an app and um, will continue to have some really exciting improvements. So, TBD on that. Um, cool. Well, yeah, just to, to pivot, you know, back to your success and really recapping some of these great topics that we touched on um, as far as you know, where you've started, um, where you've come so far, how you're navigating the current market. Would love to hear, Curtis, how do you see your business growing with Cloud Trucks over the next year or so? Well, I haven't pulled the trigger on it. I'm still looking at it. I'm doing the number crunching. Um, I would like at some point to have a fleet. But I want to make sure that my fleet is profitable. And the problem that I'm running into right this second is finding drivers like myself that want to be entrepreneurs as a driver. And so I'm not sure 
how exactly that's going to pan out, but I it's I see the how's that saying go? I have to wear shades. My future's so bright. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So thing. Um, I don't know the saying I'm, specifically, but yes, we are here to help you grow your fleet, and I'm excited for that. On that note, I can say um, we're taking a look in terms of what resources we can provide for recruiting efforts on that sense. Um, but in the meantime, we do have a, kind of a, a internal referral list as we, you know, identify drivers who maybe wanted to drive for cloud trucks, um, but are not in the current ability to be an owner operator themselves um, that we're using for referrals. So would love to talk with you about that um, and see, you know, who we can identify for you. Another great aspect of our customer success team, so for any drivers who are listening and, and feel the same as Curtis, reach out to your customer success manager, and we'll try to see who we can identify if there's anybody internal. If not, we'll keep you on a list um, and, and pinpoint you to anybody we see as a prospective driver um, while we roll out some really great resources to help you on the recruiting side um, as you, you know, essentially are your own HR department over there, Curtis. <laughs> Well, uh, if my understanding is correctly, as long as I don't go with my own authority and I stay under Cloud Trucks authority, all of the safety-related uh, background checks and whatnot, uh, Cloud Trucks will perform. Yes. Awesome. Well, Curtis and Jessica, thank you so much for your time. I'm super excited to get this out to the community. Curtis is the first one wherever we've ever done before, so um, this is going to be this is going to be great for um, <clears throat> as we move forward into the um, podcast realm. Uh, one of the main reasons we wanted to do this was to identify different ways that users are using our platform because there's just so many possibilities. If you if it hadn't been for that driver that you stumbled upon at that truck stop. Um, there would have been another way to pivot your business, right? Uh, I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship, and I think you're capitalizing on that in a great way. Um, if you're tuning in and you're on the CloudTrucks platform with a specific niche or business practice and want to be featured, reach out to me, and I can definitely get you set up on that. Um, but, yeah, this is the first of many. So, uh, once again, Curtis, thank you so much for your time. Jessica, I appreciate you uh, looping in and handling all the questions. And, uh Cloud trucks out for now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, all. Thanks, Curtis. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye bye. Be safe bye. out there. Yes, we'll do you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.